All right, everyone, we are back with a massive uh, Phaser Friday episode. We've got our December edition. Merry Christmas to everyone. Uh, we've got a very special guest. I'm so excited to dive in. Um, Josie Sanford, she's been, this is her two-year anniversary with Phaser mm-hmm. Marketing, so it is only fitting. Josie, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I uh, can't wait to just dive into it here. Yeah, I'm so excited, Lou. Thank you for having me, and I'm just excited to dive into everything. Yeah, absolutely. So to start, I mean, so you started working with us two years ago. And for clarity for our listeners, I mean, you're still in college at the MSU. Obviously, that's Mankato. Uh, We're not talking about Minnesota State Moorhead. So uh, Mankato, you are uh, graduating this spring. And I think that's very important because if you backtrack that, I mean, you started working with us, that would have been your sophomore year, right? Yeah, two years ago, sophomore year. Yeah. So sophomore year, um, basically how it happened is, uh, you know, we were, we were super small at that point, but doing, you know, some fun things and exciting things and got, I believe is a LinkedIn message and just said, Hey Luke, like I'm Josie, whatever. And like, do you have any opportunities for an internship? And at that point I was like, no, but do you just want to come work with us? Um, and it's funny because like the way our business is set up, you know, we, we don't have any full-time employees. Everyone is contracted. And so I'm like, yeah, I would rather just pay you like a normal human being, like pay you for your time. But also I felt like you'd get more, more from it doing, doing it that way. So um, yeah, it, it's, it's been a crazy two years. I'm just excited to uh, like reflect on it here a bit. Yeah, definitely. I will say it was for sure. Maybe one of the ballsier things I've done maybe just reaching out to you on LinkedIn like that but yeah I can definitely dive into more of that later as well yeah and I think it's it's so cool that you did because it just shows that like I mean well for one everyone's human so oh yeah I guess we could back up even further get on LinkedIn is the first thing and then don't be afraid to like don't be afraid to like just shoot these people a message like it's a if it's a business owner if it's a marketing agency owner if it's if it's the dean at a college like I think you'd be super surprised of how many people are just like scrolling their phone. Like, Oh, this person sent me a message and it's not a spam message. Like, wow, I'll actually respond to this. Right. It's not just some like talent agency looking for someone. I think it's also super cool because everyone is looking to learn from everyone. So even that Dean at that college wants to learn something from you. So no matter what, it's a two-way street, which I think is really important. Yeah. Always just coming from the place of like, okay, yes, I want to learn something and, and grab something from this person. Maybe it's a mentor, whoever it is. But yeah, like you mentioned, of just knowing that you have something of value too. You have your own story. You have something. And so I think when you come at it, I think a big piece of that too is, is confidence. Yeah. When you come at it from that angle of just like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to reach out. And if, it, if I get rejected, like who cares? Because I'm going to have a few other people that I've, I've reached out to and maybe somebody will, will get back to me. But less structure I think is better when it comes to those messages of just like hey I read your book um in chapter eight I thought it was so cool how you talked about this uh just thought I'd let you know that but then you know you could also add something of like you know if you're free anytime like I'd love to buy you a coffee and you know having that action step too when you message somebody uh I think is really important because then it's like yeah sure why not I love coffee you know and then you can go do that right right and shout out COVID in a weird way that kind of allowed us to be able to have those coffee meetings or coffee dates, whatever, from halfway across the world at any time. 
So that's something that's super cool that we all need to take advantage of. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so Josie, you are in school, obviously it's crazy busy. Um, as always, you know, we, we are in December right now. So finals, uh, coming up and then you're heading into your last semester. So, um, what I didn't touch on is that you're also, uh, the chairperson or, you know, you're a big part of the student executive team, which I did not have the opportunity to go do. And I'm so excited to learn a little bit more about it here. Uh, just because it, I got to speak at your business advisory conference and just seeing all the students like put this event together. And like, it was so cool to see that at the college level of like, man, this, this is awesome. So I, I just want to hear a little bit more about that and your experience, like as a student executive team and like, you know, being that chairperson. Right, definitely. So for anyone who doesn't know, Luke also went to Minnesota State University, Mankato. So we're going to be Let's double go. alumni together here eventually in the spring. Let's go. Um, but so as he stated, I'm on the student executive team, which is a rather new program at our, our at our campus. Um, so it actually started last year and we noticed there was a huge gap in our education at our school between the professors and the students, there was this weird gap where people weren't improving the curriculum in time or students weren't willing to adapt to Zoom, et cetera. So this team kind of came to be because we saw that there was this big divide and we wanted to be the voice of change for students and also be that liaison between the students and our professors. Um, so essentially what we do is we work um, weekly, we'll have meetings where we brainstorm ideas that we can improve not only the College of Business at Mankato, but also the community. Um, so we do a lot of various community events, which is super cool. We're trying to get really involved in high schools. And I know we even had some of our team members go to Shakopee, which is in Minnesota, which is like yeah. an hour and a half drive from Mankato. Um, and so we kind of do a little bit of everything and it's kind of cool because we are not a student club. We're not an organization. Yeah. We are actually employed by the college. Um, so all the other faculty, all the other staff look at us as equals, which is super exciting. And I think that's something that's been super beneficial in my college um, experience because I've been working alongside professionals for quite a few years now. Um, and it's just really nice to have people look at you as equal and not as like an intern, like you were saying, Luke, because I think that really helps with confidence levels as well. Um, but another thing we also work on is connecting students with current opportunities. So uh, as everyone knows, college is a really busy time. It's really stressful. Yeah. You're thrown with like a million things. There's like marketing club. There's some dinner, there's like a fireworks show. I don't know, there's like everything in college. Um, so we really work to highlight those big events, like the one that you attended, Luke, which was our business advisory conference. Um, so we really work to put on those events that are really beneficial to those students. They can learn how to prepare their LinkedIn. They can learn how to talk to professionals. Um, students can really get that hands-on experience, which is really crucial. Um, so there's only, that was kind of a long tangent, but there's only 13 oh, of us on this team. Um, so I'm actually the co-chair. There's one other leader of the team with us. Um, so we work, we have weekly meetings where we brainstorm all these items, um, and we can actually enact all of them. So if there's an event that we want to put on, if we want to connect to 
campus employers if we want to connect to the community we do such um and it's just been a really awesome opportunity a learning experience everything yeah i think what what i just thought of too is that uh having that experience it you're like you're like you said you're taking away the title of like an intern or like we're just doing this for a semester or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like you know you're employed by the college and but you're in a leadership role like not just a fake Mm -hmm leadership role I mean that's it's a legitimate role and then what I you you also have that role with phaser marketing too it's like mm-hmm. you're in this leadership role and and all of a sudden it's like well but yeah you haven't had 10 years of experience outside of college yeah. so who cares like it doesn't it literally doesn't matter if you can go in and do the work and lead and like nobody's gonna care and that's what I've seen and that's why it's been so awesome to see you step up, especially through the years, um, working at phaser and you are, you know, one of the biggest pieces of our team as well of just like, you know, being that core foundation and, uh, someone to go to, and then you double it with the student executive team and you're a leader there. And it's just like, wow. Okay. So then when you graduate, you have a degree, you have legitimate leadership experience and not just, uh, you know, I don't want to say like part-time or internship stuff because that's yeah. kind of what it is, but it, it's nobody's looking at it that way. It's like, no, this is no. a huge piece of the pie here. So I think yeah. that experience is invaluable. Um, and I think it's a good touch touch point here. Somebody that, you know, I know a lot of our listeners are are in college or, you know, they're just out of college, either looking for a job, they have a job, maybe they don't enjoy too much or they have that deep down like entrepreneurial spirit. They just don't know like, how do I start a business or should I start a business? I think it's important to talk about because in my opinion, it's very, very simple. It's not easy like they say, but it's very simple. And in my opinion too, I think it's, it actually is kind of easy to get something rolling. It doesn't mean it's going to be a huge success out of the gate, but if you could talk a little bit about that, because I'm just so curious with, you know, you're still in college, but over the last two years, um, you've essentially built up your own business, whether you realize it or not, because you are contracted with phaser marketing. Like we pay you as a business and it's just so cool. You know, you invoice us each month and you're kind of building up this portfolio of work you've done. So if somebody is, we'll call it like a sophomore in college and, you know, they, they have this creative background maybe, and, you know, they want to do more remote work or whatever it is. Like, what are some of the steps or uh, pieces of advice you'd give them to be like, Hey, you know, do this, reach out to this person, you know, X, Y, Z to kind of get started in this, in this world. Yeah. So I would definitely start off by saying, um, throw yourself into literally anything and everything, because if you are still, let's say a sophomore in college, you might not know what you want to do. And I know there's 30 year olds, there's like 45, 50 year olds that still are not hundred percent sure if they're going to keep on the same career path. Um, So I think that's really important for everyone to realize, regardless of their age, regardless of their skill sets. And everyone I also want to add is an entrepreneur in my opinion, because everyone has that creative mindset. It looks different for every single person. Maybe yours is more in, let's say, I don't know, like fashion or something. And someone else like Phaser, we're more into the dirt world. You know what I'm saying? Everyone has their own passions. So make sure you find something within your own passion. So 
I would say if you're really wanting to get started with your own business, let's say, or if your goal is to start freelancing, you might want to start. There's a few different options you could go. So there's sites like Fiverr or Upwork that you can go on. I don't know if you've heard of any of those. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I call them like the big three and Upwork is definitely my favorite. Fiverr and freelancer.com. Yeah, I'd say Upwork. And I'd recommend that to anyone who wants to get started. Jump on there because all of a sudden the world opens up. You're like, oh, I can get paid for doing this from my bed tomorrow. And it's just and there's like a million different services that you can provide on there. Yes, there's anything you could do like voiceover stuff. You could dabble in yeah. that, you could dabble in graphic design. Um, but I would say for anyone looking to get into the business realm, not even knowing what they want to do is get on Fiverr, get on Upwork and literally look at any of the categories. Go see if there's anything that even somewhat interests you and yeah. throw yourself out there. I know there's like settings where you can put it as if you're like a pro or whatever, you can put that you're maybe a beginner, lower your prices, yep. and you can still sell yourself on there. Um, but as you start to dive deeper into your freelancing career, I think that you'll need to start to be more strategic about the types of work you do and the actual clients you do take on. It's okay in the beginning to kind of put yourself a little bit everywhere to put your feelers out and see what you're good at and what you're maybe not good at. Um, but it's really important to niche down and really throw yourself into one specific category. Um, so once you start doing so, you might be thinking if I'm super picky with clients I take on or jobs, how the heck can I actually make more money if I'm turning some jobs down? Um, but I know we even talk about this at Phaser. Um, It's super important to have that relationship and to connect those two. And once you're super, I'm losing my train of thought, but once you're super into your niche, you can become a expert in a specific field. And then you can start charging more because you are an expert, let's say in the dirt world or in fashion or whatever it is. Um, But it's really crucial to start niching down. Yeah, it's, I love how you brought that up because right away, I mean, you, you probably can't, it's just like, you know, you, you take some projects on, you get a feel for it. Plus you probably don't even know what you do like, or who you like to work with, but yeah, it's just something, you know, I, I'd give it a few months, give it a few projects and start to see like, okay, you know, I do see that there's more opportunity here. And then as you mentioned, like, as, as you go further niche, it's not just niching down, like who you want to work with. It's also like what services you're providing. So Maybe that's just graphic design. Maybe that's social media and graphic design. Maybe that's, like you said, voiceovers. I'm just going to do voiceovers. And it it provides you so much clarity on your strategy of just like, this is what I'm going to practice. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to get good at. And then all of a sudden, like you start going up the ladder of like, oh, wow, like this is becoming easier. Like if you have a team, if you have a team under you, if you're doing it yourself, each time you get a new client, it becomes easier. You you then become the expert in that situation. You can help tell your clients and coach your clients like, this is how we're going to do it because I know this works. Yeah. Yeah. That plays a lot into being confident too, because once you dive into that, then you feel confident what you're doing because 
the guy down the street most likely won't know how to do exactly what you can do. And yeah. that guy down the street might be looking for your services. So yeah. that's. I, I love that too, because that took me a little bit to um, overcome is realizing and accepting that it's okay to know more about a, um, a certain topic or a strategy. Yes. For example, in this example, it'd be, it's okay for me to realize that I might know more about digital marketing than this person. Yeah. It's not me putting over them. It's not any of that. They know way more about welding or construction or probably a million different things, you know, no more than me. But in that business relationship, then it becomes more of a partnership where it's like, okay, you're a freelancer. You're really good at graphic design and you love doing graphic design. I am inept when it comes to that. So it's like, <laughs> can, can we work together? And it's like, absolutely. That'd be great. It's like, okay, great. I have these clients that are really amazing. I just need some help on the graphic design side. And then all of a sudden you see it. It's like, okay, this is great. We all have our own strengths. We all have our own passions. And when you can really work on becoming your best self and surrounding mm -hmm. yourself with, with those people and those attitudes, it's like, man, we can do so much together in such a short amount of time. Right. When you start to have that mentality, I feel like the sky is the limit. I know it sounds cheesy, but it genuinely is when you have other people who are willing to boost you up in that. Yeah. Even if they don't have the same yeah. skills as you. For sure. And from my point of view, um, when it comes to, you know, a freelancer, mm -hmm. yeah, because, you know, people reach out to us all the time, like, you know, Luke can come work for Phaser. And what really, really helps me is if, and this can help anyone listening, if you are thinking about getting into freelancing, is try and focus on one of those hard skills. And by hard skills, I mean, um, graphic design, SEO, web design, um, you know, analytics, maybe Google ads, like you're just amazing at setting up Google ads, because that gives a clear out for like somebody like me or any other business owner, somebody who'd want to work with you of, oh, she, she or he has a clear expertise in this skill that we could definitely utilize. Where if a freelancer comes to me and says, hey, hey Luke, you know, I, I don't have any experience, but I'm willing to learn. Like, I love that. And it's, it's great. And it's amazing, but it's difficult because um, there's a lot of training that goes into there and where it'd be nice to just be like, okay, you're super passionate about SEO. You've been cranking out these online mm -hmm. courses. You, you have some, a portfolio to show. Awesome. Let's plug you in and see how it works and see how, um, see how you do having that specific like skill set and that hard skill is a game changer. And uh, it's a little more difficult as well. If it's like, I'm great at communicating or right. I, I have a sport management degree, which I yeah. have. And it's like, who cares? You know, it, yeah. it, it is um, having the degree supplementing it with that skill is like mm -hmm. perfect because then you have the book smart and then you have like that real life working skill that people are looking for. Yeah, totally. And I feel like just still being in college right now, I feel like COVID and everything kind of impacted this, but oh my goodness, I just lost my train of thought. What did you just say? <laughs> well, I'll pick it up from there because we were talking about this before, but since COVID, um, so a few years ago, obviously, uh, we'll call it maybe when you're in high school, Yeah. this whole work from home, remote stuff, it wasn't really applicable and it didn't it didn't really cross many of our minds. And even for me, I was in college at that time. 
I didn't think about like, oh, my job, I'm going to be remote. So right. how have you seen that change over the years here? And, you know, as you kind of graduate this spring and as you go in 2023, 2024, 2025, like, do you know what you're looking for as far as remote work, hybrid, in-person? And what would you, what do you think you'll prefer? Yeah, so I know pre-COVID, I was a 100% in-person yeah. type of girl. I never was big behind the screens or anything like that. Um, but now since COVID happened, I feel like kind of like we talked about earlier, it opened so many doors to meet with people. Now you don't have to fly to go meet someone. You can just yeah. quickly FaceTime them or Zoom them from your bedroom. Um, so I feel like it's opened so many doors for people. And I see myself maybe going toward more of a hybrid model yeah. as I leave school just because I feel like behind the screen you still learn a lot yes but I feel like it's also crucial to have those in-person skills and I feel yeah. like being a grad in 2022 um, is super important to still get those in-person skills 100% so much you can learn from people um, because LinkedIn learning like all those things are great Skillshare is great but that's not a human interaction yeah. So I feel like that's something that's crucial. So heck, maybe one day we're going to have a phaser HQ like in Scottsdale, you know? Hey, let's go. I mean, that would be awesome. And it's interesting too, because it's not as crazy as, as we may all think, because, you right. know, the original thought is like, oh, you'd buy an office. I'm like, absolutely not. I never mm -hmm. want to like buy an office and like Cubicle. make people go. But nowadays, like right now, like I'm sitting in this little telephone booth office <laughs> in Las Vegas at a WeWork um, station. And so it's like, okay, what if we have some sort of like shared office where, okay, mm -hmm. we're all going to meet up at our office in Minneapolis. And then, okay, we're all going to meet up in our office in Tennessee and go pick up Brandon and, and all that. So I'm like, okay, when you look at something different mm -hmm. with these resources nowadays, it's like, it's very possible to have this hybrid model uh, in a way that not many businesses are doing. And granted, I'm also not ignorant to the fact that like we are so blessed to be in this industry. Oh yeah. Uh, there oh, yeah. are so many industries and jobs out there where you can't work remote or you don't have that option to like, yeah, I'm in Vegas and you're in Minnesota and we're having this podcast. It's just, yeah. so we are so blessed to be in this opportunity and it's like we might as well harness it and use it to the best of our ability and also like you said too I think it's so important to have that human interaction like you and I met for the first time <laughs> in August of this year after working together almost two years um, you know we had almost the whole crew at our phaser fundraiser which was incredible like everyone got to finally meet in person and I was like, man, it's also really cool that we've come this far without ever like, you know, meeting face to face. So it's right. a little bit of, uh, I, you know, I, I see both sides of like, it's so cool that we can get this far without meeting, but that same time too, you, myself, and most of our other team, we crave that in person, like, yeah. Hey, let's, let's go grab a coffee. Let's go, let's go shake hands. Let's go to an event. Let's go do something. Um, and that will always win for me. I mean, especially, you know, meeting with our team, meeting with clients, meeting in person, go, going to grab a drink, like all that stuff. It just, it fills up my cup much more than sitting on a zoom call. 
I totally agree. And you can't fully get the experience through a screen. Like you can get someone's yeah. body personality, you can get their tone of voice, but it doesn't feel the same. But in the same grain, being able to work from home unlocks so many things. Like you have so much more time in your day that you don't have to dedicate to driving in traffic to get to the office. Yeah. Like now you can take that time to maybe spend time with your family or take your dog for a walk or do something for yourself. So I think that's something that's also really important. Yeah, I've loved um, on our phaser Instagram, we've, yeah. we've been doing those uh, meet the team things. And it's so fun because I think it's it's cool to give an insight into our team members because I treat them or we all treat each other like team members, like we're one team, mm -hmm. but also like it's it's very flexible where we're not all working 40 hours a week. Uh, and so it's like, okay, yeah, what do you do with your other time? And, you know, right. going out, walking your dog, going to your other job, maybe you have another thing going on coming home, cranking out two solid hours of phaser. And it's just, it's really cool to see everyone's dynamic because also everyone's different too. And yeah. I think what I've learned probably in the last year, that's most important is like working on yourself mm -hmm. in all of this, because it doesn't like when you're working on yourself and you're improving yourself, maybe physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, that is only going to help your career and your job because then you're working at your best self and you are all of a sudden like your attitude changes, um, your confidence, your mood, everything changes and it affects those around you. And I definitely believe that. And uh, so I've, you know, kind of resorted back to like, okay, instead of focusing all on business, mm -hmm. let's focus on ourselves here and how can we improve ourselves? And it seems to just be all catching up with, with all of us. Yeah. I feel like recently, maybe in the past like year or two years, there's been more of a shift toward that mental health and toward yeah. positively working on yourself, which is really awesome. It's becoming something that's at the forefront of most businesses. Like I know at our college, we even have a center that's just for all of our workers um, to go and de-stress. There's like massage chairs, things like that. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to see all of those things really coming together in the workplace as well. Cause I feel like five years ago, that wasn't as prevalent. And I feel like that's super important. Yeah, it's it's cool to see more people talking about it, especially um, I would say in the workplace as well, because we work, I I totally forgot the stat, but you know, it's an absurd amount of time in our lives. Yeah. And so if we despise going to work and look forward to Friday nights and then hate going to work on on Monday, it's yeah. like well, I hate, you know, it's like, what's the point? And I granted I know that not every job is going to be great uh but also it's, it's it's up here too and it's that mentality and a lot of times it comes from that workplace culture and you know what is provided and and what is expected so uh, it is cool to see that more and more companies and people are putting that further up their priority list and yeah. making that um yeah making that a big priority so i think this ties in pretty well to it too but you know working on ourselves and then you know heading into 2023 you've got a huge year coming up. So, so many things going on. Like, do you have any goals that you're looking to accomplish? And like, where do you see yourself going in 2023? I, you've already come so far before graduating college and it's just cool to see like, okay, what is, you know, what's the next step? Like what, what are you chasing after in 2023 and what are you working on as well uh, for some of your goals? Yeah, definitely. I feel like there's a lot of things I feel like that are 
about to happen for me in 2023. So I graduate in the spring. That means I'm in that awkward, exciting, and fun transition of going yeah. from college with your hand being held to the real life where yeah. you, you have to find health insurance. You have to find, it's crazy. You know, yes. Um, so there's a lot of things coming up in that realm, but I feel like my plan as of right now, so obviously I'm going to keep phaser. Phaser is super important. I feel like <laughs> if anyone finds themselves in a freelancing position or anything like that, I feel like you have to hold on to it because it's always your fun time. It doesn't really feel like work yeah. because you could do it on a Sunday at a coffee shop. So I feel like that is super important. So if anyone has a position like that, if you're in college, if you're wanting to start freelancing, never get rid of it. You can do that in addition to having a full-time job. Yeah. And you can scale it up and you can scale it back. I think that's very important to note because like you said, I mean, realistically, if, if something happened or you got like a, a great, great full-time job, we'd just like scale your hours back, but you'd still right. do, you know, uh, five hours a week or whatever it is to make it work, but it still keeps that, um, that business essentially going for you. And it, yeah, it's fun. You like to do it. It, it, mm -hmm. it almost like fills up that entrepreneurial or creative cup that we've been talking about of like having that thing outside of your job. So, um, yeah, I just, I love thinking of it that way. Like you mentioned yeah. of just keeping it and then also like you can scale it up too, where, right. uh, okay, things are going great. Like let's, let's do 30 hours a week. And essentially you're still a freelancer and a contractor, but you're doing more work, but diversifying yourself, I think is, you know, where we're going with that and uh, just keeping it open. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I also am planning on making some kind of big decisions. I'm hoping to completely move states. I'm Minnesota born and raised, but I'm completely planning on going to Colorado. I kind of just want to pack up and go. Um, so it. that's another really exciting thing about freelancing. That's it's in my back pocket. I can take it with me to Alaska. I could take yeah. it with me to Colorado. Um, yeah, I've got kind of a long winded tip, but bear with me. Oh, okay. Do it. That's all. That's it. Do it. Yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I like it. That's good. That's, I feel like that's what most people are saying. Um, when you're in your early 20s, your mid 20s, even your late 20s, it's still yeah. the time where you're learning about yourself. So take the scary jumps, take the leaps of faith, take yeah. that job offer that you might not like or that you uh, think you're not qualified for. Absolutely. You can always move back. And what Olivia and I noticed is that every single person, you know, my parents, my parents' friends, my parents' friends' friends, you know, whoever it was, they're, they're just like, do it, go do it. Yeah you know, you don't have kids yet, go do it before you have kids. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have all these responsibilities yet. And every single person has told us that's so right. Okay. We're gonna, at that time, we're like, we're going to move to Omaha. Okay. And we did. It was awesome. And then we did it again. We moved to Arizona. We're like, okay, this is so cool. And I think what really helped me is you realize when you move away from home, for example, to a new state like Colorado, mm -hmm. it sounds so dumb, but you realize that, oh, they, there's gas stations here. People have jobs here. People yeah, work out here. They exercise, they, they have friends, they go out and it's like, it's all like the same, but you get that different uh, perspective mm -hmm. on it as well. And I think that is just so important for like my type of personality. And also like uh, with yours too, like you mentioned too, you can take your, your freelancing work with you and 
you know, with your work ethic and your experience and, you know, what you can do and what the marketplace is looking for, like, there's no reason why you're not going to be like successful in the next few years. If you just like keep at it. And especially even if you do move it, I, I think it helps. Right. I agree. And that, I feel like that goes for absolutely anyone. I feel like it doesn't matter who you are. If you want to do something and you're passionate about it and you at least have a little bit of oomph to get it done, yeah. go do it because you can figure it out on the way. You might mess up. You might screw up, but it's okay. Keep going. Yeah. And lean on people too. Uh, yeah. People will be your biggest help always where it's, um, you know, luckily when we moved to Arizona, I'd never even been to the state and we just like packed up our cars and anything that didn't fit in our two little cars, we just threw away or sold. And I was <laughs> like, <laughs> we're like, all right, let's go. But what we were able to do is like, okay, when we get there, let's, let's plug into a church. Let's, um, we have a couple friends, you know, that live there. And so we just connected with them right away. And then, you know, reaching out to, you know, maybe uh, an association or somewhere to volunteer. And all of a sudden you start to build this community. But if you move somewhere and you just like, work remote and you lock yourself in your one bedroom studio or your one bedroom apartment yeah or studio and yeah or studio and then you just like <laughs> don't do anything it's going to be very difficult and so it's so important to surround yourself with people you're going to have ups and downs but just reach out to people you'd be surprised because they may be struggling with the same thing too and so uh, be a friend to somebody like never see somebody as a stranger yeah i like that a lot I really do. I know I didn't have really a, like a measurable goal or anything like that, but my goal is to really just get to that point and see where it takes me. Um, while still working on building myself and not forgetting yeah. to take time to travel or to relax or to do a face mask. So I guess that's really my 2020 yeah. goal <laughs> is to keep up with studies, keep up with jobs and just enjoy life and continue to not live to work. Is that what it is? Live to work, but work to yes. what is it? Um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, work to live or live to work. Yeah. We should what? we should have Brandon quote that here and and uh whichever one it is. It, you but know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And, and um I heard a really cool quote, which I shouldn't even say quote because I'm not gonna quote it right, but this guy was <laughs> talking about that of his time and money and it's like he just talked about how, you know, he built up a business and he sold it. He's like, I did that so I could buy more time. And he didn't, you know, he wasn't running around still. He wasn't doing all this crazy stuff. And he wasn't, he wanted to do what he wanted to do. And he, he was just at peace with that. And because he made the money, he could do that because he didn't have to spend his time to go make the money. And so he flipped it around and it was just a cool way to look at it because, um, rich people or people that make money or people that see some success in business they're not bad people if they come from a good place right. and a lot of times yeah if if you have more time to see your kids and go to their baseball games and you know travel a little bit with them that's definitely not a bad thing but you can come from a place you know that isn't great as well yeah you're not wrong there but um yeah and obviously in 2023 yeah, hopefully we can just keep this this whole phaser train rolling and, uh, you know, look at your hours too and just be like, yeah, do you want to work more? Do you want to work less? Mm -hmm. And I, I know I always talk, talk about that with you and all of our other team members is I don't want to ever force anyone to like 
you need to work with us or else it's like, I, I just want to give you more options. And mm-hmm. so if you graduate college and you only have one job offer and it's a full-time job and you don't want to take it, Hey, at least you've got like, hopefully at that time, you know, phaser, you can go full-time with phaser or go 20 hours with phaser and get another contract. Or, you know, there's just, I want to provide different options for our team. And I think it's really cool how that's been responded to because, um, you know, like Lucy, she had a, uh, an, an interview and the reference, you know, she asked if, obviously if she could put me as a reference, I was like, absolutely. And so yeah. I'm talking to the, the reference and we're just having a great conversation. And I think she was kind of poking around. She's like, so like, if she does accept this job, like, does she, you know, still work with phaser? I'm like, it's for one, it's like totally up to her, but Lucy and I talked about, and she's like, you know, we would just do the same thing. What we're talking about with you is like, we can scale back. We can do more, um, try and be as flexible as possible because ultimately I want everyone on our team, especially to be happy and to be like filled up with what they're doing. And if I can provide an option for that, then that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I think that's, what's so cool about phaser. I know from people for the outside, of course, they don't hundred percent know how phaser runs internally. Um, but all of us are here by choice and we don't have to come in. Well, I guess we don't actually come in, but we don't have to log on and do stuff, let's say for 40 hours a week. Like we don't have to, it's really whatever, like you can get done and whatever you can prioritize, if that makes sense. So everyone is willingly attending everything because nothing is hundred percent required. So I think that kind of shows to how how much that really can show in your work. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up because it's so true that uh, even legally, like if we schedule a Monday meeting, like mm-hmm. I can't require anyone to be there because they're not employees. So, but it almost like works in our favor because I'm like, if you can make it great, if you can't like still great, you know, we can send you the notes or whatever, but it also shows like people, you know, you want, to be there. You want to learn more. You want to make more money. You want to help more clients and all of this. So it almost like, yeah, it's worked in the reverse way of like, since we're giving you a choice and you are choosing to be there and choosing to do it, um, it's working out better where if somebody were to come to me and, and like want to leave, I would obviously absolutely be like, yeah, how can I help you in this, in the next transition or the next journey? And we've just been so blessed with like, the people we have on our team, it typically doesn't happen like that because, you know, they can scale up or scale back and, and, you know, work with their schedule or work with their budget, even things like that. So that's a really cool point though. Like when you, when people are choosing to be there, what a difference that makes in their work ethic, their productivity and their mentality, because another thing too, not to get too into the weeds, but, um, you know, I just, I kind of go off the honor system on your invoices. Like everyone you yeah. know, send, send me your hours. And I take a quick glance at them. You know, we, we kind of break it out into what you did, but if it's an extra hour here, or you didn't charge for this hour, it like, it doesn't matter because you're, you're choosing to be there. You, you understand the mission, the goal of everything. It's just like, who cares if it's an extra hour or two hours or one way or the other. So having that trust in our team has been awesome just because it's just like you're choosing to be here. I will help you as much as I can, which I know I can be better at, especially in the new year. Um, that's something I really want to focus on is how can we provide, you know, 
even like some onboarding stuff. Cause when we bring somebody on, it's like, let's get started. And it's like, okay, let's back up here a little bit. How can we provide a little bit yeah. of a better experience? So it's, it's just really cool because you and I, especially, and you know, some of the, just the OG team members, we've just been learning as we're going. And it's, it's cool to just see that and admit it of like, yeah, we definitely don't know everything, but we're seeing progress. We're seeing improvements. We're seeing innovation. And that is more exciting than anything to me. Right. And I think that's one of the things I value so much about Phaser is the work environment. Um, I think you have kind of set the bar for what I will look for in future jobs, because of course I'm going to add stuff into my portfolio. I'm going to keep adding things, but you set the bar for what I want in a workplace. I want that family environment. I want to be comfortable. And like you said, you trust us to send you your invoice or our invoices. Um, and I feel like in different businesses, like there's not as much of that family culture and it doesn't, it hinders the work that gets yeah. put out. So forever going forward now, that's one thing I'm going to definitely prioritize forever when I'm looking for an additional job, not a new yeah. job, additional job. Yeah, there we go. And, and I appreciate that so much. It just, it, it means so much to me. And I just, I want to see people thrive and people be happy and not only our team and not only, you know, myself, my wife, my family and friends, but our clients too. I mean, I, I think we take that approach and, you know, we could, we could ask them and how we can be better, but mm -hmm. I think we take that approach of like, Hey, we want to grow together. We want you to be happy. We want to all celebrate. And I think that takes us off of the chopping block, so to say, of just like, yeah. you know, how sometimes it is with a marketing agency and a client, it's like, get me these sales or you're fired where it seems like with all of, with all of our clients, it's like, Hey, we're going to do our best knowing what we know to help grow your business. And obviously this digital marketing space and they have to reciprocate that and say, mm -hmm. we understand, we like you guys, you know, we, we want to grow with, you know, there has to be that expectation too, but I feel like we've got just a, such a solid ba balance. And part of that too, I know we go through our, if we get a lead in, you know, we vet them just as much as they vet us. And, yeah. you know, we've had some situations where, you know, it's maybe just not a good fit and it's okay to say, you know, it's just not a good fit for our team. You know, you can go listen to our podcast or check out our website, but we're just not going to bring you on like for our marketing services. And I think that has been huge for us as a whole, just because we get to work with the people we want to work with and, and provide that service and just like enjoy this whole process. Right. That kind of goes back to the beginning of our conversation where we were talking about how to first start with freelancing and how we were talking about niching down um, yeah. and being picky about the work that you actually take on. Yeah. Um, that is a perfect example of how it can actually help you. Yeah. And to get there, you do have to sometimes go through the trenches of like, oh, I see what I don't want now. Yes. Okay. This makes sense. And it's like, okay, let's clean that up here. And so you know, we've definitely had our fair share of that, but we've also had so many great people and mentors reach out to us and say, Hey, you'll probably run into this issue. It just happened to me. I'm telling you, so you don't run into it. We're like, thank you for that. We'll put that in there. And then you just kind of, you learn and you grow, but you're always going to go through the trenches and go through the, the bad moments. But I guess I'm a firm believer, you know, there's no bad days. There's just days that aren't as great. Um, yeah. 
and yeah it's just I don't know like I think we all have control of this and you know um there's just so many blessings that we have you know just to be here in this situation so uh it uh, it's it's been super fun and cool to to grow with our team and just mm-hmm. to see like how we're all reacting and, and, and interacting but I definitely think um some in-person meetings are are definitely going to be on the <laughs> schedule in the future. Yeah, no, I definitely agree on that. Um, to add to what you were saying just a little bit, I also feel like within a workplace, within life, within everything, transparency is yes. 100% key, um, whether that's with the person you're working on creating a graphic with, or yeah. whether it's with your client or your boss, whatever it is, um, because at the end of the day, everyone is human and- yeah maybe you didn't get a crazy amount of engagements on that post and the client doesn't love that, but then we have to reel it back in and say, okay, what can we do to learn from this, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that is such an important topic because that comes from both sides. That comes from, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're a business, if you're a freelancer, if you're a client, if you're a company, um, also, yeah, if you're just a human, like just call it like it is, say it like it is. And I promise you, like people will respect you for that. And also like it ends up not being as big of a deal as if you were to just like lie or sweep it under the rug. It's like, just call it like it is. Um, you know, we, we try and not make any guarantees when it comes to like, oh, we're, we guarantee this or that. It's like, we're going to do our best knowing what we know and try mm-hmm. and get there. But if something happens or if we need more things or if, if something happened within our team, we'll just let you know because that's that's the reality. And we've seen that. Yeah. It's just, people will respect you more if you just call it like it is and Mm -hmm. be transparent, not trying, you know, not trying to hide anything. No, not sugarcoating anything. Not, I know a lot of, this is kind of sidetracking, but a lot of other marketing agencies will add hidden fees and things like that. And I think that kind of goes into that. Yeah. The transparency. Yeah. And just, you know, anyone asks me our fees or how much, you know, whatever it is, it's just like, you just tell them it is what it is. Uh, but they also have that respect. For example, like with one of our clients, if, if they say, Hey, Luke, can you make this 3d rendering of this, that, and this, I assume it's going to be extra. Just let me know how much it is. Like, we'll just tell them we can do it. It'll be this much. Let me know if that's okay. And just, it takes all the pressure off when you're not trying to like hide all of this stuff in and like bill them afterwards. Yeah, that's very accurate kind of relating it to the younger perspective, the younger point of view. Um, I feel like a lot of people my age are super scared to make those mistakes and maybe be honest and maybe admit that you don't know how to do something or maybe you're not 100% sure on this software, but you can try. Yeah. Um, So I feel like that's something that is also super important to just admit when you need some help and to anyone who is younger, it's okay. You're going to be learning. You're always going to learn and it's okay to not know things. So just. Yeah. Have, have some personality too. just be yourself. Like I know in an email, I used to always try and, you know, maybe in high school, I would try and like do everything they taught me. And I'm like, I just like, I'm not getting my point across here. And I'm not, I felt like I was changing anytime I communicate with somebody, I felt like I had to be more corporate. Like, you know what? I'm just going to vow to just be myself in an email, say what I need to say, like whatever. And I think it's going to be okay. And and that has helped a ton just because 
for one, it's quicker, but two people yeah. see that, okay, this, this guy has some personality, actually, he's not a robot. Right. And right. I think that's changed so much in the last, I don't know, five or 10 years where people are seeing like, they like the personality They, I mean, maybe not 10 exclamation points, but you know, it's, they like, <laughs> no. to, they like to see something else instead of the monotony that maybe they see every single day. So um, yeah, just be yourself when it comes to reaching out to people like on LinkedIn yeah. that we talked about, sending emails, sending texts, uh, don't be afraid to jump on the phone ever and just give a call. Uh, people will respect that. And then one other tip actually um that i've been using for a little while now is uh, these audio messages these voice texts nobody does it and so it's like very unique when somebody gets one you just send them an audio message it could be 45 seconds and you can just kind of ramble on a little bit introduce yourself or give them a little message it's just so different and nobody's doing it that you it helps you stick out a bit so as an example if a freelancer that had a specific skill that we're talking about sent me a an audio message like absolutely I'm going to listen to that because I'm going to be curious like what is this or you know and then you know obviously delivering that message but um yeah it's just there's little things like that where if if you just be yourself and you be a little bit different which I feel like we all are uh (laughs) it you'll you'll definitely stand out yeah that's even like in all of your emails any communication I've always loved it no, I was going to say, you uh, always say like, let's go or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So. I just, I don't know. It just, it, it's boring the other way of like trying to be somebody else. I'm like, well, I'm just going to hey. say what I would normally say yeah. to my friends or whoever, obviously. Um, yeah. There's like minimal things that I would maybe change, but other than that, just like being yourself and, and trying to get your point across. Yeah. I like that a lot. But as we wrap up here so we have the december phaser friday episode um amazing conversation i was so excited for this one because we really got to dive into you know your point of view like from where you're coming from uh, working with phaser still in college working at you know with the student executive team how can people like follow along with you and your journey because you're still building this story and this journey and you always will be like, how can people follow along with that? And also like reach out to you if they have any additional questions about how any of this stuff works. Yeah, for sure. Well, of course, as we all talked about, everyone in the business world knows LinkedIn. For sure. I'll send that message. I literally will respond to everything. I get so excited if anyone messages me. Um, but I try to be decently active on like Instagram and everything, but I really want to start being more active on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do that really well, Luke. Um, Thanks. Yeah, but I really just want to kind of keep posting because it's kind of fun to have that timeline of everything you've done yeah. too. So LinkedIn is a good spot to continue to follow my story, to continue to follow the phaser story um, and just keep growing those connections and just keep being a badass. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I love it. Um, yeah, Josie, thanks. Thanks a million for being on the podcast. Thank you for everything you're doing uh, for phaser, for MSU, for you know everyone that you've interacted with. Um, I'm so excited to see what 2023 has in store for you and for us as a whole. Um, but I just know uh, great things are ahead still. And I'm just so, so thankful that you took the time to, uh, to be on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. No, this was an honor. I'd love to come back again. Love to talk about literally anything, no matter what. Let's go. Let's do it. Well, Merry Christmas and uh, we'll see you in the new year. Yes. Yeah, see you all in the new year. Merry Christmas and enjoy.